are controlling transmission. WLTK DB. Let's talk. Spirit. It's everywhere. Are we able to communicate with them? What can they teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. Now, your host of School Through Spirit, Diet Renee. Good morning. This is Jet Renee here on WLTK DB. Excuse me. School through spirit. <coughs> excuse me. I'm your host, and I am having a great time already this morning. Um, we are trying out a new system called Schoolyard, which is pretty amazing. Unfortunately, we're just getting some kicks out. Um, so you might have heard me already introduce myself. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about this show. <coughs> excuse me. This show is to, um, a radio show that we do um, explore different lives, their people's journeys, and how spirit has really impacted them. Now, I do talk to different people from different modalities, the spirituality, and others that have just found that spirit has impacted their life. Now, each week I do talk about a subject um, that spirit gives me. Excuse me, my, my computer feels like it's really close to me. And then uh, I go on to my guest. Now... I have been working on names, guys. I've been working on names. And this week's guest is Anthony Mikulojewski. Now, if I'm wrong on that, he is going to correct me. Um, but he is an amazing medium. Great guy. He's over towards the East Coast. You're going to love him and his story. And I, I really cannot wait for you to, to, to share that with you. Um, now, as you know, we do go live. And I want to let you know we are, as you know, on the... Um, StreamYard, okay? We're on StreamYard, but the cool thing is we are also on Facebook, okay? So you can still find us on Facebook um, all over the place. You can, I'm not sure, it might be YouTube too. I believe it's YouTube also. Um, so we're, we're, we're just trying something new, see what happens. We're hoping to be able to actually start um, live stream onto uh Twitter and things of that nature also, okay? Now, the one thing I have to get used to is for some reason my computer is mirroring itself and it's driving me batty. So it's like I turn my head this way and the computer is saying I'm doing it the other way. So it's going to it's gonna drive me batty. Just something for me to get used to. On that note, um, the need, the, uh, sorry, we're on YouTube and Twitch right now. So, um, and I just shared it to Facebook, I believe. So there you go. There you go. We're all over the place. Trust that you can come in and do live comments, guys. So if you find the stream someplace, go ahead. Feel free to comment. It's going to come in here to me, and uh, we'll answer those questions, comments, concerns, whatever they might be, okay? Because um, it's just something we enjoy doing, and we like to add the extra things just to be able to reach more people. Now, the cool thing about all of the show is... Um, one that I can't, this is really distracting. This mirroring thing is really distracting. It's really weird. But I'm just keeping like, is there any way to flip it? I don't think there is. And it's going to be like, oh my God. Um, 
I can always leave the studio. I don't think my producer would like that, though. Um, <laughs> he probably yell at me, like, don't go, don't go. But, okay, let's kind of go back a little bit. I, I really digress there. I apologize. So, find, ways you can find this right now. So, as you know, we are live streaming through StreamYard now. You can go to YouTube channel. Um, you can go to um, Facebook. You can go to Twitch. You can find us all those places, okay? You can also go to the station. It is so simple, www.wltkdb.com. That is going to bring you to the station itself, and you can click, boom, listen live. So in case you know what, you got to go on the road, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my Internet, or I'm going to lose this, or I'm going to lose, well, if you lose Internet, I'm kind of like not going to be able to help you. But um, you can get in there, and you can still listen to us on the road, okay? So Or we'll listen to us at work. It's not necessarily you have to watch us which is kind of cool, okay? Now, after the fact, other things have changed with the station. Oh, my God, and these things are really exciting. So as everybody knows that listens to us here, we always flip into a podcast when we're done. And our podcasts are everywhere, like literally quite everywhere. Oh, my gosh, my nose. And I'll tell you a minute about that. Not that it doesn't always run. But um, tell you about that in a minute. So uh, basically... We're going to go to a podcast, and after the fact, you're going to be able, what has switched about this is that um, you no longer have to look for my show under Haunted Voices in all these podcast ways. The producer Todd has made it so much easier for you guys to find me, find my show. So you can literally go to, and I'm going to see if I can figure them all out because I mean, I got a list. It's like, it just feels like it's endless. Um so after the show, I'm going to flip into a podcast. I am on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, I believe Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Spotify, um, Audible, Amazon Music. Um, I think that's all of them. There might be a few more. If you find them, let me know. Just kick in and let me know. <clears throat> but all you have to do is you can Google School Through Spirit, okay? You might even just go, you know, Google my name, Diet Renee, and see what pops up. But it's so much easier now. So it's just made it easier for you guys to see this format of the show that's going on and see it in a different category. So I will tell you, if you've gone in over the weekend and you've tried that theory, if you've tried it, I'm going to tell you what, it's told you I don't have any podcasts. And that's because today's show is going to be the first one that's just solely under my show's name and myself. Okay? So no, after this from today, you cannot find my past shows currently under my directly under my name but from now on out you can okay so because you know there's always hiccups as we flip things and turn things and different things happen oh my god that light's really bright in my eyes um so that's pretty cool now you're also going to notice that i'm in a remote location it's not really remote it's just in the next room over what has happened i don't know if anybody can see this lovely picture that is my office currently okay that is the place that i normally went to Okay, my my serene spot, my office, and I asked a question: Can we fix the floor? This is the answer I got. <laughs> so we are fixing the floor, but I am one room back. This is the storage room. Um, isn't it a great storage room? We cleaned it up. We we made offices out of it. It's working. We're gonna run with it and see see what happens. Okay, now um. The topic, oh my gosh, it's so strange because the topic we're going to talk about today is fear. Okay, now that I got everything else undone, that'll be easier every week. Um, we're going to talk about fear. Okay, fear is such a big dynamic 
word. It's really something that, um, and I just Google, I literally just Google, I'm a Googler, I can't help it. I, I like to know things. So when I find something I want to know, kind of like the legitimate meaning and stuff like that. So I do a lot of Googling. <clears throat> so um, when I looked up fear, and I literally put in the meaning of fear. And it, of course, it brings up the dictionary. And it says as a noun, it's an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. As a verb, it's be afraid of someone or something is likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. Um, I'd like to add something to that. I'd like to add something to that. Okay? Because it really is fear of the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, every morning, every morning, guys, I do this show. My nose is like, bleep, bleep, bleep. Fear really is something of the unknown. Okay, and um, it's kind of like, it's really what it is at the end of the day. You know, you, we have these fancy definitions, which are, which are awesome, but really it's an unknown factor, and that's what we're afraid of, okay? And I want to put it in, you know, and, and I could say, you know, like I have a, Anybody that knows me, I have like an almost paralyzing fear of snakes. And it is it is bad. <clears throat> I mean, at one point I couldn't even look at a picture of a snake. It was that bad. That I, I think I just have a really bad past life with them. And uh, that's trying, kind of transferred into this lifetime. And I don't have a lot of intelligence on them. So therefore, it just kind of increases my fear basis. Okay? Um, so basically... That is a major fear for mine. Now, fears, other fears that I actually kind of deal with on a day-to-day -day basis have nothing to do with the 3D world. My fears are the fears that I deal with a lot of time have to do with, you know, that spiritual world, that world that we cannot see, okay? Um, and I deal with that with a lot with students and friends and uh, different people that might want some advice in the realm that I work in. And I always tell people, in order to do this work and do it very, very well, um, we have to uh, we have to kind of address our fears. We really do have to address our fears. And one of our major fears, at least for myself, especially starting this work, um, was fear of that unknown, fear of what I was going to see. Okay, um, what was I going to see on the other side if I opened up to my abilities? What was I going to see? Okay, was I going to see uh, dead mangled people? Was I going to see something like you've seen in the movie, uh, I See Dead People? Am I going to see something like I would see on uh, some horror screen? I mean, what would some of your fears be? You know, if this is the type of work you did, you know, what what would your fears, what would, what would be some of the things you'd be afraid to see? You know, for myself, those were all my fears. Or maybe I would fear... Um, you know, rattling chains or something of that nature, you know. Um, and it's strange because, I, you know, I teach people that, how do I say this? I teach people or explain to people that in our world, in my world, my world of spirit. Now, this isn't haunted houses and things of that nature, but my world of spirit. And I do say my world because my world, spirit wants to talk to me, okay? They want to come in. They want to talk to me. They've helped set up this union, um, they want to talk to the person that I'm talking to. They they want to help them heal. They want to heal. They want to have closure. Um, they want this. So they're not the type that go bump in the night. Okay. 
But again, because it's an unknown factor, here I am sitting there with this, you know, with this possibility of a fear of what is or is not going on. Okay, so I have to explain to people that, you know what, in this realm, <clears throat> these people, these spirits don't want to scare us. Okay, I can remember a reading I did, um, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. I did this reading for in a gallery situation quite some time ago, quite some time ago. And uh, I was still in that realm of, oh my God, this kind of fear, this fear factor of going on. And I can remember me going to spirit going, you know what? I just had a feeling I was going to see something. I went, you know, I don't want to see anything gross. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see that. You know, I almost gave them a list of demands, which really I didn't need to do. They know that. They know. They know. And I can remember I went into this gallery and I was doing this gallery. And um and I as I was talking to the spirit, they weren't saying who they were. I knew it was a male. Okay, I knew it was a male. And I knew he had some sort of substance in his body. At that time I didn't realize it was drugs. I just I could feel a substance in my body. I didn't know if it was alcohol, I didn't know if it was drugs, I didn't know if it was medication, I didn't know if maybe it was morphine, you know, and a hot life or whatever, but I could feel a strong substance in my in my system. And then he showed me he went for a walk into the woods. And I went, Okay, this this isn't gonna end good. And it didn't. Um but literally, he showed me that we were going to go. He was going to go for a walk for, in the woods. So he took me for a walk into this woods, and uh, talk about like Blair Witch story, scary. It really was, uh, because he was taking me on his journey, and he showed me as he was walking through this woods, he was quite, he was quite intoxicated on whatever was in his system, and I, and later on, I found out there was a lot of drugs in his system. He, he was an addict, um, but he'd fallen, he'd fallen. And when he fell and landed, he hit his head. And he basically broke his neck. He was he became paralyzed. He wasn't able to move. And he laid there. And he laid there for days before he finally passed away. Now, I don't know because, thank goodness, he didn't show me this. Okay? Because this isn't a whole lot to go on, is it? I mean, really, I got somebody that's, you know, they got something in their blood. They show me a walk through the woods. They show me they fall and they show me they can't get up and they died. That's not a whole lot to go on. I mean, <clears throat> not everybody's got that story. But you know what? There's a possibility to have quite a few. So I literally went to him. I said, I need something more. And uh, he kept just saying, there's something with my face. Tell them there's something major with my face. He didn't tell me he was gone. He didn't say anything else, but he just kept saying, let them know. They'll know by what's going on with my face. And the lady knew. And she said, I can take him. And I said, okay. And gradually, he still didn't show me what was going on with his face. And beautiful message came in and blah, blah, blah. It was just an amazing thing. Well, when the gallery was done, the lady approached me. And so she told me she was very thankful that I did not announce to everybody what was going on with his face. And I said, well, he didn't show me. He just kept saying that. She goes, oh, by the time they found him, half of his face had been gone because of animals. Now, for myself, God, can you imagine if, you, if you've seen that? You know, not only just being a family member and a loved one, but somebody that talks to dead people, somebody talks to spirits and all of a sudden seeing that, oh my God, I don't know if I could do it again. So, you know, I found out that day, 
I no longer had to be fearful. I no longer had to fear that, you know, spirit wouldn't show me something I didn't want to see. Okay. So, you know, that's one thing I do explain to people, at least in the realm of my world. Now, I have to tell you about a week, a little over a week ago, I had to address another fear I had. Another fear I had. And uh, sorry, it's it's cold back here. Um, so this blanket's going to come on and off all day. I apologize for that. But another fear I had, what, and I felt drawn to go to, was to go do a paranormal research and investigation. Have any of you ever thought about doing that? I mean, seriously, has anybody really seriously contemplated going to an insane asylum and see what's going to happen in life? My phone is blowing up. I don't even know why, but it's blowing up. Um, so, <laughs> um, sorry, I had to answer that one because it has to go with my uh, my office space. They want to know the dimensions. Um, but I can't obviously leave you guys and go do some dimension work. <clears throat> so I had to let them know. Um, but anyway, so I decided to go do this paranormal investigation. And I'll tell you what, it's been a fear factor of mine for a long time. You know, um, have I always liked spooky and creepy? No, not at all. I mean, do I like the kind of haunted houses where I go on Halloween and they go, boo? Yeah, I loved them. Thrill, major thrill. But to go into the real deal, no. Um, and I knew that was a fear factor, and it has been most of my life, because I have lived in some very haunted, haunted houses, okay? Very haunted houses. I've lived in a house that actually um, had an investigation team go in, and they were blown away by how much activity was there. And I've never had an issue in any of them. Other people had, and they're like, oh, my God, did you see this? Oh, my God, did you see that? Oh my, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I would go, well, no. I didn't really. And the reason wasn't because I wasn't gifted or I didn't have these abilities. It was because literally in the first couple of days, stuff was happening. I go, okay, guys, I don't know what's going on with this house, but y'all either knock it off or I'm leaving. And I only heard little bumps in the nights, nothing major. And no more activity. I never had issues then. So even though I lived in these very haunted places, I didn't understand that the spirits that lived there were very respectful of my wishes. So I never dealt with it. So for the first time, I was going to go and put myself in this paranormal situation. And what got me thinking about it and got me going that way to face that fear <clears throat> was because, one, paranormal has really been entering my life over the last year or so. Well, maybe a little over a year. Um, and different aspects, really weird different aspects, kind of like little hints, little hints. And I don't know what it was getting me ready for, but like, you know, you got to bridge this fear. You have to have an understanding of it. You have to kind of go there. Um, I have friends that are paranormal investigators and I've told them I don't want anything to do with it. But yet all the equipments come out when I've done galleries just to see if they can prove something there. Um, I have had, you know, uh, students that I have literally, literally mentored, mentored. Um, and this is the past before uh, my, my more recent guest, Rob, came into, into my life, um, where I mentored to get ready for paranormal investigations for TV, for TV shows. So this has been part of my realm, part of my work, but never actually putting myself in that, in that position. And it was funny because when um, Rob Thompson of Ghost Finders approached me and said, hey, will you mentor me? Um, 
I, he, cause he just wants, you know, he's already a medium, but he wants to get a little bit more training, a little bit more direction. And he's like, will you, will you mentor me? And I said, yeah, I would love to. I kind of went, I scratched my head a little bit and went, God, you know, I should probably go do this. I need more understanding. Now, I had to stop and go, because that's a huge fear factor. I didn't want to just go do it. Now, yeah, I did. I did just go and and I booked, and I didn't do it by myself. I actually contacted a friend of mine that's a, a private, or private paranormal investigator out of Minnesota. I asked if he'd come with, and he said, yeah, he'd love to, and and talked to my daughter and, and another student that's into it. And there's a group of us going to go to Edinburgh Manor. And that's not until this next month. It's Oh, my God, it's actually a few weeks away. but. My daughter said, hey, let's do one before that, just kind of like a prelim. And I'm like, okay, okay. So we went to Sheboygan um, Saint Asylum last weekend. Now, before this, getting ready for it, I have to tell you, I was, I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't know what to expect. Because like I tell people, oh, my God, I'm used to doing readings. I don't mind dead people. I'll talk to them all day long because, hell, I love my job. My job rocks. But I don't want anything jumping out of the same boo. I don't want anything jumping out and, you know, scaring the bejesus out of me. I don't want to have to run screaming out of place. I don't want to be hit, scratched, bumped, whatever that you see on these shows. And that really was a fear factor of mine. So then I had to stop and I had to think and go, okay, let's let's think of this logically. Let's put this in logic terms. And I'd known, I had known through um, through students of mine, that were on set, they were on set getting a hold of me to say, you know what, um, I'm on this location. They're not telling me any place, but they're on this location. Um, they just want a clarification of what they're getting. And I would literally do a reading from a distance. I did a reading on the distance. I'm like, okay, you got this, this, and this there. The old lady, the husband, the kid, this, this, and this, blah, blah, blah. I'm seeing all that, and this is what they're all saying to me. They're also showing me that there's a dark creature that lives in the basement that creepy crawls all the way up to the attic or whatever the scenario might be. Um, but I was doing these readings from a distance. I'd done readings with asylums from a distance, okay? I'd done all these readings, and I thought, wait a second. Well, maybe it's not as fearful as I thought it was going to be. So it was really funny because... Here we are going to this this asylum, and I didn't know what it was going to be. And I'll have to tell you, I was scared. There was a lot of fear going on. And uh, as I pulled into it, I just went, you know what, spirit, just no booze. Just, you know, I don't care if they touch me, this and that. I just don't want to hear boo. I don't want to hear boo. Because I think I would have dropped something and ran as fast as I could. And it was, and then I, as I was walking through the place, and of course they've got the equipment out, and we're listening to all this stuff, and this investigation's going on. It's pretty amazing. I'm noticing that I'm feeling and I'm seeing just like I would in a normal reading, just like I would in a normal reading. <clears throat> and then they were going to take us someplace I didn't want to go. And I really had to address that fear because the place that we're going to go was downstairs in the tunnels. Okay. And tunnels really are, um, when asylums, you'll find a lot of them in um, older buildings or insane asylums or hospitals. And tunnels will actually connect um, building to building to building underneath ground where they're running food or supplies or whatever. But they're really usually dark and creepy and scary and a little, little moist, a little, little water, water and humidity going on and everything else. And 
it's really scary. And for myself, all I can remember is being a kid and where my fear came from. Because, you know, my journey started when I was really young. Now, it didn't start like, I would say, talking to spirit. My journey started knowing spirit was there. I could feel them in my bedroom. I could feel them under my bed. I could feel them around me. Um, I knew they were there. It scared the bejesus out of me. Nobody else could see them with me or could feel them with me. And nothing was talking to me. So it was always that fear of not knowing what was there because I couldn't see them. And here I am going in to face my biggest fear and not even realizing that's my biggest fear. And I can remember going to spirit going, oh, please, don't make me run from this. Don't make me run from this. And they turn on every spidey sense I have. And I thought, oh, boy, great. And as we walked into this tunnel, no, this is live. I get it. I start to see nurses and doctors having sex against the walls, on the floor, and I start laughing because I see sex and I see drinking and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on in here? And now they haven't told us anything about this. And I'm like, really, this is like a dark, dirty place for me to be seeing all this. And when we get all situated before to start this next part of the investigation, they give us a little hindsight information on it. And they said, this is a place where the staff would go because there was no alcohol allowed on premises. This is where the staff would go to have to go and have um, parties. And sometimes they brought patients down and there was a lot of partying, a lot of poker and a lot of sex. And I went, ah. So it was really strange because when I opened up all my spidey senses, all of them, I no longer had a fear because I found out my abilities were able to show me what was really going on there. And I actually kind of thought it was cool. So now I'm looking at the next investigation investigation i am still nervous i am still scared because you know what i don't think i'm going to start seeing people having sex again but i am going to see a lot of the other things that are going to go on i might feel a lot of things going on but it also feels like something i have got to um to address if that makes sense i got to address it because i need to get that fear of the unknown out and uh I have to let my note producer know that there's no clock on my screen. It's like the stream air just took over everything and there's no clock. Um, but literally no spidey senses whatsoever, which is really, it's just so it's, or God, I lost track of thinking today. It really is that matter of going, Hey, you know, um, having to, you know, get through that, that sense of fear. So I want you to, you know what I want you to do? I want you to spend this next week or so thinking, what are some of your fears? Now, they don't have to be spiritual, okay? They don't have to be spiritual. They don't have to be um, of the paranormal type. They could be like one of mine, fear of snakes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you should see me at the zoo. You should see me at the zoo. You know, um, matter of fact, we went to the zoo yesterday, and it's funny because, because my family loves me. They don't make me go into the reptile cage, you know, reptile area. I love them for that. I mean, I love I love uh, other critters. I just don't like them without legs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, everything else is a go. But what are what are some of your fears? You know, are you afraid of death? 
Are you afraid of um, things that go bump in the night? Are you afraid of snakes? What are your fears? What is your unknown that you're afraid of? Because I bet you, I bet you, if you study that fear, you study what it is. It's kind of like if I studied snakes, I studied them. If I could pick up on my screen and Google snakes, all the variety of snakes, and learned about them, a lot of my fears would probably go away. But I have a fear of looking at the things. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to address it at that point. Maybe someday before I die, you know, but not today. Not today anyway. So this next week, I want you, I want you to stop and think about your fears. I want you to um, maybe stop fearing the unknown. Educate yourself. And see if you can make that fear go away. Okay? Maybe see that fear go away. Maybe address that fear to other parts of your life that maybe that's how you got the fear. You never know. Maybe you have a fear of heights because an older brother used to hang you upside down from the barn. You know, I don't know about your life. It happened with mine. I mean, not upside down, but we're on the barns all the time. You know, so um, there you go. Okay, everybody. Well, we are going to take a quick break here. Now, remember, we're not doing a break at the top of the hour for the news. So when I come back, I'm going to have with me Anthony Mikkel. Oh, I need to look at it. Mikolo Jeski, and he's going to correct me if I'm wrong on that. We're going to have um, Anthony back with me, and it's going to be amazing because you're going to hear his story, and you're going to love it as much as I do, okay? So I'll see you back here in a few with Diet Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTK Digital Radio. WLTK DB Let's Talk Paranormal Evidence We scour the internet searching for true paranormal captures, information, and education. New methods mixed with old methods of capturing this mysterious phenomenon. Well, look no further for your ghostly voices than ghostly-voices.com Nicole Tito and Lisa Crick take you on a journey into their paranormal world and provide you with true EVP and ITC audio captures, compelling information on debunking, some hilarious bloopers, and more. Remember, these two are veterans in the field and know how to capture the true evidence you are looking for. Ghostly-Voices.com Your paranormal stop for true audio evidence ghostly-voices.com A book of mystery. A book of one man's journey. A book of the afterlife. A book you must read. Ghost in Me by five-time award-winning author Kevin Killen is a book of one man's journey in the search of the afterlife. Read of his chilling childhood experience, his investigative journeys, and his opinions of paranormal activity. Ghost in Me by Kevin Killen, an Ozark Mountain publication. Get your copy today online or wherever books are sold. Here's 
good? I'm Viet Renee, your host here on WLTKDB. Let's talk digital radio. And I have with me Anthony Michalodetsky, and he said it said it correctly. Yes. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Um, yeah, it's a it's a long last name, but um, you know, I I don't usually give myself a title, but I um I go by the Asheville medium, so it's really easy to yeah. find me on um on Google or you know when you're searching uh, a medium. Um, and Anthony Miklajewski is just like, well, how do we spell that? <laughs> <laughs> you see, I I laugh because what people people don't realize is I spent 21 years as a nurse, so anything that's this long I can pronounce. I can break it down and pronounce it perfectly. Now you give me short ones, and I'm no good at it. So. Right, right. <laughs> so your name for me was easy, but I'm like, yes, I still got it. So I'm, I'm like super excited about that. <laughs> so can you tell every like you've already said you know you're a medium, and I love I love the fact that you're the Asheville medium. I love that. I do love that because it just feels like it runs off the tip of the tongue, you know. But can you tell people more about you? Well, um, so I live in Western North Carolina right now. Um, I live just outside of Asheville. I used to live in Asheville. I, I live about, um, about 15, 20 miles outside of Asheville in uh, Hendersonville. So, um, so yeah, I'm a working medium. I've been working professionally for about six to seven years, roughly. Um, that's, that's being comfortable putting my website out there. Um, telling everybody I'm a psychic medium, which is a big deal. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit of a late bloomer. For most of my life, I, I did hair. I was in the hair industry and, um, you know, really took that seriously. I studied with Tony and Guy and Sassoon's, and I um, studied in London, England, and Scotland, and Paris, France, and I've to Canada. I've been all over the place. Um, Seriously, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and I've done um, celebrities and um, done multi-million-dollar wedding parties and uh, fashion shows and all kinds of stuff. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Well, so, if my daughter was a hairdresser. I and hurt her feelings. I'd come to you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, it was a quite a journey. And then, uh, you know, telling everybody, um, you know, I'm leaving this industry, and you know, wanting. Uh, basically telling everyone I was a medium. It wasn't that I wanted to be a medium. It was coming to terms with it. So, right. So, yeah. So, um, um, you know, I can tell you a little bit about my upbringing. I Please grew do. up in a very rural, um, town of Northeast Michigan called Posen. And, um, uh -huh. my parents, um, originally were living in the Detroit metropolitan area and bought a restaurant bar business there. And, um, so I grew up, um, in a very rural part of America. And so I know that there's some listeners out there that, you know, probably have grown up in a very um, farm-like rural area as well and feeling I'm like you really Wisconsin. don't have anyone. What's yeah. that? I'm from Wisconsin, so the yeah. Land <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, really, I was only like 70 or 75 miles south of the Mackinac Bridge, so I'm way up there, you know? Yeah. And um, my parents um, had a separate home away from the business and uh, in a different community, um, about 10 miles away from the business. And so they wanted to raise me with not being around the business 24-7, although I was there quite a bit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, uh, my parents were both married um, 
before. They both have children from previous marriages, and they met each other in the 1950s. Um, I have a very unique story. My parents, um, my mom was born in 1918, and my dad was born in 1919. So, yeah, 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 it's quite different. And uh, so, you know, growing up, most of my peers, their parents, you know, grew up in the 50s, and my parents' age were comparable to their grandparents. Right. So it was a very um, unique story. Um, I'm a second generation Polish American citizen. Okay. And uh, so my, my parents were first generation. Very good. And um, well, let's see, we'll see. How could I explain this? So my after my parents met, they married and um, they tried several times to have a child. And then um, the third time was the charm, I guess. <laughs> there you go. And then we have Anthony. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So um, so I was born in 1863. My mom was 46 years old. My dad was 45. Wow. Yeah. So, again, very unique situation. That is. So I was kind of growing up as a, as a you know, only child. Um, and um, so... With growing up in this rural area, uh, my first spiritual experience, uh, I was probably around five years old. I was working out, I was playing outside, um, and playing with trucks and, and that sort of thing. And I remember my mom saying to me, you know, don't go too far because, you know, dinner's going to be ready soon. It was on a Sunday late in the afternoon and uh, the the sun was out. It was It was during the summer. It was gorgeous. And... I had um, I had this experience where this older gentleman came to me, and I would say he was probably in his 80s, and um, he had white hair and a trim mustache and very tall and um, lean, and um, and he spoke to me, but he spoke to me through my mind, and not I, I didn't see any lips moving. <laughs> That's and, <kind> of scary. <laughs> yeah, it was really quite different and unique, uh, and so. I just, you know, he said to me, you know, Anthony, I have something to show you. And and the next thing I knew, um, this is this is a very unusual story because I don't tell this to many people, but I am going to put this in my book. Um, but I um, I was actually levitated, um, probably about seventy feet above my our property, wow. and um, we had a, a regular, you know, our home, and then we had a separate garage. And then we had an older home on the property, and this is where this man lived, you know, this, and he, he passed away in that home. And so um, I just remember, you know, collectively from when I first moved there that I felt a presence there, and I just couldn't quite grasp it as a child, you know, yeah. what was that feeling I was getting. Right. Um, so I'll get back to... The story, he, I don't remember how I was levitated. I just know that I was up there. <laughs> and um, I remember there probably being three or four beings behind me, suspending me. And I was, I, I don't really remember how long I was up there. I could just remember how beautiful and how cool it was as a kid, you know, to right. think, wow, I can, I felt like flying. It was really an experience I'll never forget. Um and these beings said to me, you know, we have you supported. We have you, Anthony. And I couldn't see their faces. I could just feel their energy behind me. And um, 
the next thing I knew, my, my mom was coming out of the home, you know, calling for me for dinner. And there's Anthony's nowhere to be found. And she's panicking. I could see her panicking. Right. And I told these beings, you know, you've got to put me down. You've got to put me down. You've got to put me down. And so the next thing I knew, I was behind the garage, put down there. I don't even remember how I was, like, put down or levitated. I just, you know, I just remember being up. And the next thing I knew, I was down. And um, my mom came around the garage. And um, she said to me, where have you been? I've been looking for you for 45 minutes. So 45 minutes of time have lapsed with, oh with a mother looking for her five-year-old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She had been terrified. Oh, she was. And, and angry. <laughs> and I remember, you know, oh, I was just reprimanded for that one. And um, she says, I've been around this garage four times. Where have you been? And, of course, I didn't have an answer for her, you know. I, I was too scared to tell her. Yeah, I think I would have just pointed. Pointed. <laughs> yeah. And well, then, um, you know, Dad, it was just kind of um, after that. I remember many times I would go outside and I'd play. And sometimes I'd take a blanket and I'd put it on the grass. And um, I remember laying on my back and looking up at the sky a lot, like I was waiting for something. Right. And my mother had said to me several times, what are you looking at? I mean, she tuned in that there was some distraction with me looking up at the sky for a reason. And she asked that several times. And I said, I don't know, I'm just looking, you know. <laughs> so I never told her that story until I was, you know, much older. I mean, probably in my 20s. And she believed me. Oh, I can sure. Um, I'm you sure know? I was looking for you. You know, you were mm -hmm. You know, five-year-olds just don't escape off property. You know, they just don't disappear. Yeah. yeah. It, well, yeah. And I was not the type of child to go running off and, you know, disappearing in the woods or something without a parent or something like that. So it was a very unique situation. But a levitation was what yeah. I experienced. And I knew nothing about levitation. And for many years of my life, that story stuck with me in my head as to why did this happen mm -hmm. and how did this happen? And, you know, I know it was real because yeah. that, that gentleman, Walter was his name, yeah. um, was a regular uh, friend of mine, you know, I was and my parents. Was he around after that? Yeah, he was, yeah. he was around a lot. And my parents just assumed it was a make-believe friend because I was by myself. Right. I know you we know. my granddaughter now all the time because she always talks about her friends. And we were like, well, we know she's she's got abilities. so And they tell her the most real things. <laughs> How do you doubt it? I love mm -hmm. that they were supportive in that factor. You know? They were very supportive in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, so how did you transition as you got older then? Well, um, you know, um, well, I was, I, I also wanted to tell the audience I was raised Catholic. So my, my parents were, you know, very devoted Catholics. And, uh, but my mom had the gift of intuition and she also had the gift of, you know, knowing. And, uh, my father had said to me many times while I was growing up, you better listen to your mother because she knows what she's talking about. 
It took me many years to figure this out and listen, but you have to listen to her. <laughs> and of course, I just roll my eyes as a teenager. But um, you know, more experiences, more spiritual experiences came um, through my life. I remember one particular time when I was maybe, in, uh, I think, in just going into high school, um, and this is. Um, I, I was sitting in the um, dining room area with my mother, and we had a um, we had moved back to the Detroit area um, from when I was younger. And when I was a teenager, I went to, attended high school, um, and it, it's kind of a long story. And then we moved back up north, but it, it it's a flip flop of back and forth. But I, I don't have enough time to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I was, series. Yeah, so I was in, um, I, I grew up in, in Warren, Michigan, and um, we had a finished basement, and there was this huge mirror downstairs um, above a sofa, and, uh, you know, we'd have parties down there and gatherings, and I'd have my friends over, and we'd entertain, uh, but to, to tell you about this uh, situation is that my grandfather was was not doing well in the hospital. Um, he had had cancer, and this was my mom's dad. And uh, we were sitting at the dining room table, and my mother was writing out some checks or whatever, and the mirror, we heard the mirror fall and hit the floor. And it, it was a, a very large mirror, and there's no doubt that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so we went running downstairs, and there was nothing smashed at all anywhere and it was just so loud and so impactful and you can hear the pieces of glass hitting the floor it was uh, i'll never forget it because it 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 jolted us you know because <laughs> right. it was so loud um, and then it, what jolted me even more was you know coming back up the stairs and feeling some energy that i didn't know what i was feeling but it it just gave chills up and down my spine and it freaked me out. And so I ran up the stairs, you know? <laughs> but it was my, it was, um, I didn't, I didn't realize this, but it was my grandfather um, giving us a sign. Right. And uh, shortly after that, that day we went to the hospital and um, he wasn't doing very well. And we, we said our goodbyes and um, on our way home, um, we stopped and picked up some food and came home. And um, this is where it gets really interesting. It, it was a Sunday evening, and um, I had to always make sure to put the garbage out for the next day. You know, growing up, I had these chores. And yet, I'll, I'll tell you, my father was very, he was a very kind man. But, you know, if he gave you responsibilities, you better follow through. Or you're really in big, big trouble. So... We had a series of break-ins in, in our neighborhood. We lived in a nice neighborhood, but people were breaking in in a few streets over from us. And so the idea here was to lock the garage door and lock the side door um, before take, well, taking the garage the garbage out, excuse me, and then coming in and then you know making sure that everything's locked up. Well, we were we had finished uh, dinner and um, there was a garage entrance door uh, from the kitchen. And we heard these three big bangs, like three big knocks on the door. And um, my father just looked at me and he said, I thought you locked that garage door. And I, I told you to make sure to lock that garage door. 
And I said, well, I did. And he said, well, you obviously didn't. There's somebody standing at this door here in the in our garage. And it's, you know, 8 o'clock at night. And so, you know, he took cautionary measures and told us to stay back. And he opened the door. And um, there was obviously no one there. And um, he checked, you know, in the garage underneath the car. You know, I mean, he's old school. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> He was looking everywhere to make sure that there was no one in that garage. And then he checked the side door and that was locked. And he came back just miffed and he says, I don't know what that was, but you did lock the garage door and the main garage door was locked. And um, shortly after that, the phone rang from the hospital and gave us the message that my grandfather had passed. And that was me realizing that I was starting to get signs. Yeah, I love that. The we have a viewer here listening to us, Jerry, and she just said, wow, three knocks is definitely a sign of something. And then you said your grandfather passed away. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, through my hair, um, hair profession, um, just to kind of skip through um, some time, um, I started to get to a point where I started having clients that were in my chair maybe for the first time. I was starting to... Um, get messages from them, understand uh, what they were going through in their lives and recently, uh, recent events in their lives. And then through that conversation, while I'm working on their hair, they would be telling me what I had heard or seen previously, you know, 15 minutes prior. And yeah. so more of that confirmation was happening. Um, and I had a lot of other uh, very amazing experiences through my life um, where spirit has come to visit me. And it's been through my life consistently from a child right up through my adulthood. And I, I just couldn't piece the puzzles together. And it wasn't until I went to a medium. Um, uh, one of my colleagues recommended me to uh, see a medium and um her name's Marcella Morris, and she's a dear friend of mine. And um, we used to work together many, many years ago, but we still are friends. And um, she says, you've got to see this, this woman, Nancy. She's a medium, and she's in Canada. And, of course, you know, right over the Detroit River is Windsor, Ontario. So I went across the bridge, went to Nancy, and um, she said to me, Anthony, you know, you're not going to believe this, but you're divine focus or your divine um it's it's your destiny to be doing the work that i'm doing yeah. and you're a medium and i said to her you are full of crap i am not a medium and i'm not doing this you know i mean i just could not see myself working in this kind of environment with clients and i just couldn't believe that i was hearing this all the other information that she gave me was so 100% accurate, I can't even begin to tell you. And um, I was just taken back from that experience. Right. Um, and it, it wasn't the first medium who's told me this. And, and so, um, you know, the good thing is I've, I've gone to reputable mediums. And I wasn't a medium guru. I think I've only been to three professional mediums in my whole life and I'm going to be 58 this year. So, um, that's not saying, you know, I, I go all the time. Right. <laughs> but, um, each one of them had told me this. And so 
um, with more of these ex spiritual experiences happening and then piecing the puzzles together, I decided that I better start doing more research about myself, more research about what I'm experiencing and why. I mean, I think that when, when something like this happens to somebody, I think the, the question of why is normal. Don't you think so, Diet? I, tr I truly do. <laughs> I want to take a second to acknowledge Michael Christopher. I think you know him. Oh, he came yes. in to say good morning, and he just loves your story. Oh, and Jerry is saying good morning to, to us, and she's just she's enthralled in your story. So I just wanted to kind of let you know that. <laughs> oh, well, wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for your support. I really yeah. appreciate it. But, no, I do understand that because um, I, I, I my brain just got off track. Like, zzz, zzz. <laughs> interrupted and off I went but no I do understand that whole you know going to different ones going to different meetings for myself I was a huge medium jumper for a while so wow. now I never go now I never go I mean it's like it's a rarity if I go to get a read so you know yeah so I apologize for interrupting you though but I want no no and my brain literally lost track <laughs> No, so um, you know, so it's really it, it's been quite the journey. Um, yeah. I um, when I moved here to Asheville, I was planning on leaving the hair industry, and um, I was already doing readings on and off for the last twenty five years. You know, but never had a website, never put myself out. It was just word of mouth. Um, and when I moved to Asheville, I found out that it was against the law to get a tattoo, and it was against the law to give psychic readings. Wow. Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? It is. And it's only been, seven, that was like 17 or 18 years ago I moved here. Uh, so that didn't really, um, they didn't really okay that until... I would say probably nine, maybe 10 or 11 years ago, Wow. Maybe, maybe a little more, but it was maybe it was after I had already thought about, well, I can't do psychic mediumship. Now I've moved to a state that doesn't allow it. You know? Did you get the tattoo and, too? <laughs> yeah, I'm in the Bible belt. So, you know, it was, it was like really taboo and, um, so I thought, oh, great. So I went, I jumped back into, into the hair again and opened up my business in Asheville. Um, so um, through the process, I met um, someone by the name of Jill Jackson. She's a medium, um, and she used to live here locally, and she's a dear friend and colleague of mine. But at the time, she was just a teacher, and I had just met her. And I started studying with her, and she pushed me. She says, Anthony, you're a medium 100%. You've got to do this. This is your your journey, and you have so much to offer. You've got to do this. Yeah. And so I took her, you know, psychic development courses. I also took her mediumship courses. And um, then I decided that I was going to apply how I handled my hair industry, where I reached and studied to the with the top people in the hair industry and i figured you know i'm going to apply this to mediumship if i'm going to do this professionally i'm going to go to the top people right. and just you know just get as much knowledge and education as possible right and so i've studied with um 
my my first person that I went to study with was James von Prague, and so I'm certified as a medium through his mentorship. Yeah. Then I studied um, exclusively with Mavis Patilla. Um, mm-hmm. She's a British medium, and That's she um, yeah. Uh, she's, she's a beautiful woman and, um, matriarch in the mediumship industry. Uh, she teaches the British style and it's formal, but it's very direct and to the point, which I find for myself personally as a medium works well for me. Right. Um, and then I've studied with Tony Stockard. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, right. I love and, personality. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I studied with Tony Stockwell and um, in, in mediumship and in transmediumship and absolutely love it. And for those viewers who don't know what transmediumship is, it's, in my opinion, the deepest level of mediumship. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not formally, um, how would I say, I haven't mentored, uh, I haven't had a mentorship through someone through um, uh, transmediumship, but I have taken taken a lot of classes. I'm, I'm, I need a sip of water. I'm starting to stutter. <laughs> I have two people that want to ask questions. Um, Sherry uh, asked first, but Zanab actually asked it. It says, will... Um, Oh, Zanip, we're not doing readings today. I apologize. Um, maybe we'll do that for another show. Now that we know we can do this, as because other other ways we've been able to, we've streamed, we haven't been able to do a reading type show, but we'll have to bring you back on for a reading type show. Another time of your game for it. So I would love it. Please stay tuned. We'll bring back Anthony on another time to do readings. Um, but Sherry, what is your question? If you're still there with me. Do, do, do. Hopefully the system's a little faster, but it's not. Let's keep, oh, there she is. It says, I have had a lot of out-of-body experiences since I was a child. Why always at nighttime in bed? I can never leave the room. I always see my body asleep below. Does that make sense? Yes, it, it does, because um, what happens is our conscious mind goes between being fully conscious and being subconscious uh, when we go into the subconscious state of before we go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you're at a more relaxed state of mind. You're not in your head. You're not in your thoughts. And um, when we, when we do mediumship um, in, in my personal opinion, we have to take our analytical mind out of the way to allow that information to come in and, uh, and so uh, for you, you're experiencing that in-between state before going to sleep. And that's why it happens at night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's never been explained. So I love how, I love how that works. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's happened to me a few times. So I can, um, I can totally relate to it. She might be doing some um, astral traveling um, that um, she's not aware of where she sees, she begins to see herself laying there. And then the next thing she knows that she's on a journey, which she thinks she's on a, in a dream, right. but she's actually in a spiritual journey where her spirit guides are probably taking her on some kind of educational journey. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's awesome because I want, I just want to put this in here. I did a sleep study. Um, uh, it's been a few months ago, but I actually talked to the doctor the other day about the results. And uh, thank God I don't have sleep apnea. He goes, but something's really strange. He goes, I can see why sometimes you're tired. And I said, why? Because he's bringing up REM sleep and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, every so often a body goes into REM sleep. You know, and it just kind of continues. He goes, you clustered all your REM sleeps into one period of time. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. you're like dead to the world and then you cluster all of them and i'm like well i'm kind of busy at night you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, get, I get distracted when i'm gone and i don't want to come back to the body because i'm doing something you know? mm -hmm. but he goes he thinks that's why i'm tired all the time is because i'm i'm always traveling right uh, is what i think it is so i love it i love it um so tell me more about, you know, now you're doing readings, um, you know, hair industry, you've, you've studied with people, you're, how is, how are you doing with your career now? Because people don't just jump from not doing readings to studying to now the, you know, Asheville medium, you know? Right. Oh, Michael has a question. Oh my God, we're just going to answer questions for a minute here. It sure. says, do the two of you ever go through the I'm not good enough medium to do, um, to do your to be out doing this work. That's where Mike's at right now. Michael's at right now. Oh, uh, well, Michael, I can totally re relate to you. I think, I think we all, um, I think when we are going through this process of confidence or a level of confidence within oneself, we, we always have the negative, you know, where we get into the analytical mind that I'm not good enough. Um, and then we also are comparing ourselves to other mediums. And I, I, you know, it's a it, competition is a human uh, normalcy. In, in my opinion, we we are always looking at other people, how successful they are, uh, what they're doing, and I have learned through even the hair industry uh, when I've had my own salons uh, that you have to worry about your yourself and your own clients. And you got to worry about your own integrity and what you're doing and not worry about what other people are doing. Right. I mean, yes, it's good to be inspired by other people who are su successful, but pick and choose the ones that um, are successful who support and um, enjoy the success of others. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just a big team player, so I'm, I'm always um, – you know, I've always inspired other people and uplift them in the hair industry. And I feel that way in the mediumship and industry as well. Um, I hate to call it an industry, but it is work. And, you know, um, I think it's important to be around people that support you. Right. You know? I, yeah. Uh, so the, the answer to your question, Michael, I just want to... Um, kind of going I got off a little, little bit of on a tangent sorry that's okay I love <laughs> um, it yeah it's uh you know the confidence will come the more that you work mm -hmm. um there also is having a better relationship with the spirit world so you have to um you know blend with them more um Maybe um, I, what's helped me is I have some uh, trance mediumship um, guided meditations, and it has brought me closer with the relationship of the spirit world. Mm -hmm. um, I also, I think 
taking more education courses for me personally, I don't think that's for every medium, but for me, it gave me more confidence having someone from a top point of view, whether it be Mavis, whether it be, uh, you know, Tony Stockwell or, you know, anyone that you're studying with, uh, Lisa Williams, it could be anyone, um, giving you that support and saying how well you're doing or how well you're not doing. Because constructive criticism is all what we need. And we're always growing as a medium. I think that we continue to learn and grow, not only about the spirit world, but we learn and grow about ourselves. And they're teaching us, um, as our world's changing, their world is changing as well. So it's it's very important to know that you're always going to be growing. So you're never going to know it all. (laughs) And that's just it. And I just want to kind of add to that because not only did I have all that, um, as everybody on the show knows, my mentor is Lisa Williams, and I've um, studied almost exclusively under her. But I can remember her asking a question, you know, asking a question, you know, like answering the question that we all were asking silently. It was like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? I'm not good enough. And I can remember her answer going, they chose you. That's why you're here. So now with my advanced students, I actually put it in my advanced students actually just had this lesson a few, you know, a few lessons ago. I actually write a lot about being a messenger mm-hmm. and they've only got one question. Why were you picked? And I always get these elaborate message, you know, answers, which I love them. But one person nailed it. She goes, why not me? Exactly. And I went, oh, Yeah. Like that, that's just it because you are good enough because you are amazing. And because why not you? So why not you stop doubting you rock, you rock. Exactly. (laughs) And not just because you're a friend, Michael, you really do rock. (laughs) I've seen the word. Yeah. And, 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 and it's just, um, you know, there's a point where, you have to say, why not me? And I, I know this is normal. And I, 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 I say that to some of the listeners out there who may want to work in, you know, in this, in this direction. Um, it's normal to say to yourself, why me? And what, I think there's a part, there's a part of you that may think you're not deserving mm-hmm. of being special or, and, and it's not, when I say special, it's it's not like all mediums are special and normal people are not. We're all special. Right. But you have some abilities that you need to look at. And if you're receiving the gift of the spirit world flowing through you, that mm-hmm. is really a special gift. I mean, that that's their decision if they're going to work with you. And it is. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I always state, and taking it out of the mediumship spiritual world, I can't do hair. I'll, you don't want me to do your hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to be pretty. Even if I had training, my fingers are kind of lumpy when I go like this. I can't use my fingers. It's not going to be nice. You know, I can't do a fade. I can get a clipper and get you all one style, but that's about it. <laughs> you know? I always look at people and say, you know, um, we have these abilities because they're, they're our God, you know, that's what we chose in life. You know, these are what we chose. Um, and as long as every, every ability people have, you know, I was a nurse for 21 years. I, 
I was a natural healer. That's why I think I was drawn to that, you know, and now I just transferred it to something else, you know, but they're, they're all gifts. Yeah. They're, they're all, all gifts. gifts. And we right. don't for them. We can't come together as a populace, you know, and, and then I always tell people, imagine you're a Walmart employee. You better be darn good at it. If that's what you were chosen to do. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Hey, listen, working in the restaurant industry and my parents had a, you know, bar and restaurant for almost 30 years um, you know, I, I worked in that environment and I, I worked in the bathrooms and scrubbed there and worked on the floors and I did every job that was there. And my father would say to me, listen, it might not be the job that you're looking for or that you want to do for the rest of your life, but you better do it damn well. Excuse my expression. Um, you know, and put your integrity in because you're, you'll never be, you'll never have integrity in the, the dream job that you want in your life if you don't create that integrity through your life exactly and then you i bet you i know like with myself and i i'm you know you probably have this too but how often in a reading does spirit use your memories your experiences as a resource for a reading you're doing right now and if you had not done all those jobs you may not understand what they're talking about absolutely all of our life experiences um as mediums um, I, you know, for me personally, and from, from just speaking to so many other people that I've met, um, all over the world. Um, and it's interesting to find that they've had trauma, traumatizing experiences in their life. They've had things stripped away from their lives. Uh, they've lost their parents, um, for, for quite a while. Most of them have lost their parents at an early age as mediums, which is really quite interesting. I know mine, I, I've lost mine, and obviously because they're much older, but um, but that's a, that's a unique situation in itself. But I, I find that my experiences, just like your experiences yet, is that we can relate those com compassionate situations uh, feelings of empathy and, um, you know, um, understanding what your client's going through. Yeah. And that's the spirit world has prepared us to understand what that's like in every situation. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how that works? It, it is. <laughs> it's just, it's mind boggling. If you, if we sit, I, I always think if I sit, sit with that too long, I'm going to just kind of, almost go insane how that works. You know, mm -hmm. because it is, it is, it's, it's a treasure how that works for us. Yeah. There's a silver lining, isn't there to everything that happens. And yep. there's lessons that, um, I know that, you know, people lose their loved ones. Um, uh, and it's a horrible thing to feel that loss and that, that, that time of mourning. Um, but there are lessons for when, we lose someone, even if it's tragically, what are the lessons that you've learned from it? Because the spirit world is telling me that your whole family has learned huge lessons. And, you know, that's just an example in one of my readings, but it, it's, there's always some silver lining to it. And yeah. we have to remember that, you know, our, our, our loved ones, our friends, our acquaintances, they're still alive. Like I'm speaking with you. They're just in a different a different existing plane that we can't see. Right. 
So it's kind of a, a, a birth, in a sense, of the everlasting life. And and people say, well, why do you do this as a medium? And um, I think what we do as mediums is we, we want to prove the afterlife. Uh, we, want to, we want to prove that there is one. We also want to prove that... Um, that it is a transitional period. Right. It's it's not a it's not a death, um, and that you know love continues. Love never dies, and um, and that that feeling of the soul and the spirit are still there in the spirit world. Right. And they're still very much alive and around us. You know, checking in on us regularly, which is quite amazing. It really is. I mean, it's insane. You know, it's insane how that works. And I love. I I personally love it. Um, for myself, I always tell people. You know, people don't. The body dies, and we just have to learn that the relationship changes. Mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 kind of like you know. Um, if I look, you know, my family lives in Wisconsin, and and I moved to Texas. I'm still going to have that connection. I might have to use a phone. I might have to use FaceTime. I might have to use another means to talk to them versus walking up and knocking on the door and saying hi and giving them a hug. It doesn't mean that they're gone. It just means it changes. You know, that, that communication style changes. And when death happens of the body, it's just a difference in communication. Perfect example. So, yeah, so completely agree. Yeah, I love that analogy. I love it every time. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm not trying to not get clients. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's it's nice to know that you can always continue to talk to people. So where do you see your journey going? I mean, you, because you – and I started the question. I kind of veered right oh. off of it. But, um, you know, because, you know, you went from hair to – very successful with hair into to a, a state where you can't do readings, then you can do readings and you're studying. And now you're the Asheville medium. You've got to be one of the first, you know what I mean? For the area. So where do you see yourself going here with this? Well, I, I'm not the first for the area. There, there's a few, there's a few mediums in Asheville that are, that are uh, wonderful. Um, I haven't met all of them. So, but I have heard good things. Good. Um, and uh, well, let's see. Um, I have I have done platform mediumship, so I get in front of audiences, and uh, very similar. If if some of your listeners are not familiar with platform mediumship, is when we get in front of an audience um, and uh, we deliver messages from the spirit world to random um, members in the audience, and uh, we don't go into a, a long period of. Uh, of a reading, it's more probably, you know, probably 10 minutes tops, 10, 12 minutes per person. Right, but it right. gives um, it gives the rest of the people who didn't get readings in the audience uh, a chance to see how mediums work and get to know our personality and our integrity and to possibly, um, maybe they may, they may need a reading for closure or uh, healing or just to let their, just to know that their loved ones are doing well. It's uh, always a great experience that way. But I do it um, now internationally. So I've been uh, going to Canada to travel uh, platform mediumship before the pandemic. And um, so that's been exciting. And 
Oh, let's see. Where do I see myself going? Um, well, I'm planning to start teaching pretty soon. So I'll be starting to do, yeah. So I'll be teaching my psychic development levels one and two and then mediumship level uh, one and two. And then I'm also, um, I have a little bit of my book outlined already for um, my goal for this year is to hopefully get that that momentum of my book going. Um, and I, I feel it's going to be a series of books. It's not going to be just one book. There's too much information, <laughs> too much information to put into one book. Um, but it's kind of an auto, um, kind of an autobiography of my experiences and um, the whole transition period. And uh, I think it's going to be a great book for the general public to read about the process of what uh, a medium goes through when we're in denial that we're mediums yeah. <laughs> and um, sharing all my, all my spiritual experiences in that book. I love uh, it. Okay. Which is really, really cool. Maybe um, we need to get together and co-write because that's a, that's a lot of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> the spirits would tell me forever to write the book, write the book. And I'm like, no, 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 nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. Uh -huh. And literally, it's been, they've been writing the book in my head. And again, it's all about my life and those experiences. Right. Which, you know, I think, I think every medium should write that book. You know, I really do because... Although we don't want to compare each other to each other, but you know what? Although we're so similar, we're so different. You know, we are. You know, there's we all have those stories that somebody can. That's why I have this show. It's because there's going to be some out there that can relate to you, that they're going, "Oh my God, I can believe in me now." You know, yeah, Michael exactly. just said me too. Michael, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, they can relate to you, and your your story is helping somebody else out there to say, "Wow, I can do this. I can believe in myself." Exactly. No, relate to you. So, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I I need to do the book because I want to teach, um, you know, teach this mediumship that I've learned um, from so many great um, mentors, and uh, I want to be able to teach at Lilydale and Omega, and I want to you know travel and teach. Um, my mediumship and continue um, to keep it at a, at a high level of standard because um, this industry is not regulated. And we all know that um, it needs to be, it needs to be to some it degree. Needs to, I needs to be. Yeah. In the UK, you can be jailed for, for, you know, basically false information. You know what I mean? Yes. For to be an impersonator, Canada yes. has a witch act which means yes. you can be jailed. The United States has nothing. And um, I have heard, I've, you know, that possibly there might be something that works anyway. And I'm so happy for it because mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying being spirit trained isn't beautiful because it is amazing. And I don't think any of us are not spirit trained, but I think to come in through that integrity and um, really says a lot, you know, right. Really well, you can be a very talented person and and not have the integrity or not have the chair manner mm -hmm. to understand what's professional and what's not. I mean, um, there are there are plenty of people in other industries, whether it be doctors, lawyers, or psychologists, or you know, just for an example, um, that shouldn't be doing what they're doing. You know, and I mean, just because they have a piece of paper on the wall doesn't mean that they're doing a great job. And it, 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 goes, 
it goes like that with everything yeah. from, you know, from everything. It does. Uh, it really, it does. But we're scrutinized the most because the, the general public, um, they can't see or feel or hear or experience what we experience. Right. And it's, it's, it's an energy that is unseen. It's not, it's not part of the material world. Right. And everybody, you know, needs that plaque on the wall and they need, you know, they, that's what, that's what indicates the hierarchy of importance in our world. And, um, it doesn't exist in our world as far as what, what the material world can see. It so doesn't. it's, yeah. So uh, we're scrutinized a lot more. And I think, you know, some people, even in a religious part, they, they don't think that nobody could be, um, you know, a healer or no one could be a medium or no one could have abilities to connect with the spirit world since Jesus. And I'm not comparing myself to Jesus by any means. I respect all religions. Um, but some people believe that that has stopped since that period, <laughs> you know? And um, I, I, I have to feel that God gives us healing and um, wonderful gifts to help others and their people on the planet that are here to help humanity and to raise our vibration and to raise each other up and make a difference in the world. And why, why shouldn't there be people like that? Why? I think, you know what? And I won't, and the more I sit with that question and that thought, because I have several times, not that I've ever studied religion because I'm not the person to do that. Um, but I was the kid that spent the night at all my friends' house you know what I mean? And Sunday was a church thing back growing up. So if you sure. were spending night at somebody's house, you went to their church. So, I mean, I don't think there's many religions out there, you know, that I have not been at Sunday morning mass or church or the synagogue or wherever. And it's, I always kind of look at it and go, well, wait a second, you know, um, and I'm, I'm just saying this is a blank statement, so please don't anybody come back and, like, shoot me for this. But, you know, everybody will say, you know, the, what maybe the hardest religion is Catholic. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm a strong Catholic, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but the Catholic Church has got a whole region for, <laughs> for exorcisms. <laughs> so they're the church that does believe in it all. They're the church has got, you know, they got, they got the proof in the pudding that some area of this exists. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It might not be mine in your world, but it is right. a world of unseen. You know, right. what I mean? so for the church that everybody says, oh, my God, that's so tough and blah, blah, blah. They're the ones that prove it on a daily, you know, on a regular basis that, wait a second, yes. we do believe, but we do believe. Well, you know, I always, I always say this. Believe to, it. Exactly. I, I always say this to my clients. Um, you know, the Vatican owns um, Edgar, Casey, Edgar Casey's transcript transcripts excuse me my mouth is getting dry yeah they they own all the original transcripts and for those of you who don't know who edgar casey is he's a 20th century um you know uh medical medium and um is famous and uh, his copies of his transcripts are at the smithsonian institute along with andrew jackson davis who also was a spiritualist and medium in the 1800s and um but yes the vatican owns 
uh, all the original transcripts to Edgar Casey, which I find is very interesting because if we're considered evil, then why are they having the transcripts? So well, it makes people think. Come <laughs> back to Tom's a Karadak and they're just trying to shut it down. Who knows? Yeah. But that's probably a whole nother discussion. <laughs> and, so, and, and you see, I was raised Catholic, and so I've, I've questioned all these things, and so I did my research. And did you know that 30% of the saints from the Catholic religion were mediums? I believe it. They were. You can do this research yourself. It's hard to find, but once you find it, um, 30% of them were mediums, and some of them can levitate, mm -hmm. and um, uh, most of them were beheaded in front of the bishop or the pope because they didn't want someone beneath them in the hierarchy system um, to be having more power than they did, so they just yep. got rid of them. You know, and the funny thing is, is I always, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but um, anybody that's ever asked me, where do I feel I sit with this when it comes to the Bible or religion? I always tell them that, you know what, the Bible is a beautiful, beautiful story that is a work of automatic writing. It is. You know what I mean? It has been literally channeled by man, the information in the book, which is spirit speaking with spirit. Right, you know, exactly. How can, how can I be not of something that was already channeled? That's you know right. I mean? That's it, very true. That's who I am. There's and, an interpretation there. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's always my thought. And that's what I tell yeah. people. that come to well, me, they're like, oh my God, I have a hard time with relig my religion in this. I'm like, read your Bible. It was channeled. Let's start there. <laughs> right. And then let's talk yeah. about And I And I, I just feel, you know, I, I work from my highest good. I, I um, work with the divine energy and divine consciousness of the spirit world and the intellect. And um, that's how I work. And I work through God in a... I, I feel it is um, it is the true gift of of God in the spirit world. I mean, I take it very seriously. I love that. I love how we, <laughs> you know, none of my guests have we gone there. You know what I mean? None of our guests have we gone there because I think it's almost a taboo subject sometimes. It is. I'm not afraid to go there. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm glad you did because you know what? I was I was baptized Lutheran, went into Christianity, ended up as a spiritualist. But you know, right. even my spiritualist. Um, faith, I carry a lot of my other beliefs into it, and they're okay right. with it. They're okay with it. Yeah. So, well, I know. think it's important too, you know, for us to know that we're not here to try to change anybody's views or feel like we are know it alls. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel that everyone has their own journey uh, as a soul, and yeah. we all have different journeys. Um, and so, you know, I have to respect someone who is on their own path and their own religious view and their own religious journey. And I respect it 100%. And, you know, they might not be ready to come to a medium, mm -hmm. you know, not right now, but maybe they will be. <laughs> and maybe their views will change. I don't know. That's not for me to make that decision, but I, I always respect that everybody has their own journey. And I, I do, um, I do respect it. Oh, me also. Me also. <laughs> now my grammar's gone. It's just gone, Anthony. <laughs> I've had several moments. Now I have no grammar. You know, I'm sitting in my storage room because my office is torn apart. 
everything's upside down and Mercury retrograde is no longer happening. So now we know I'm permanently stuck this way, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I do. You know what? Just to kind of finish off that topic before we we kind of go on, you know, um, I just always like to tell people, you know, it doesn't matter what faith you come from. If you're a medium, if you do have these abilities or if you're searching out a medium, there really is nothing wrong with it. It's just who you are. And you know what? Whether you believe in God or not, he made you in his own in his own vision and you are perfect and every sense of the way. So don't deny part of who you are because he yeah. made you he made you this way. So, you know, that's my own personal views. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody's perfect. So Well, doing mediumship for me and uh, personally has been the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my entire life. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I've done some really great things. This is truly the most beautiful thing I've ever done. That's it's, how I look at it. It is. And, and, and apologies. I'm going to ask for apologies for you and everybody else. I'm about to swear, but I heard it in one of my classes. And this is what somebody said when we, when she was asked, what mediumship was for her. She goes, I get paid to do this shit. Like, wow. (laughs) And and that's what it really is to really, to be able to live doing something that you love and is so utterly amazing. You can't, I I wish that for everybody. Exactly. It's hard to describe the fulfillment you get from it. So, So yeah, so um, so yeah, so that's where I'm thinking. Uh, where I'm going is uh, with my life is going forward. I want to start doing some education um, and um, and teach and uh, teach it, teach mediumship um, at the highest level. You're going to be an amazing teacher, Anthony. You are going to be an amazing teacher. I hope so. <laughs> I think you're be an amazing teacher was. Such a wealth of knowledge and caring and compassion and understanding. And, you know, um, so much. And I can tell you because I am a teacher of this. The knowledge is amazing, but we can Google that. We can Google the knowledge. I mean, that's everybody's capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. And this is a wheel, so it doesn't change. It's always going to be circular. But how your teacher is, that compassion, that understanding, and that, that, that part is something that can't be taught. You know what I mean? And you're going to help many because of who you are. So. Well, thank you. I hope so. You will. So <laughs> how do people find you? How do they find you? Um, they can f- find me on my website, um, AshevilleMedium.com. Uh, and um, I, I do phone readings. I do Zoom readings. Um, so you don't have to, you know, have an in-person sitting with me. Um, but I love doing uh, in-person sittings because I love meeting people and uh, and so um, so I, I do psychic readings and I also do mediumship readings and I do a combination of both so I give the option for the for the customer when they come in my client and uh, generally um, you know spirit will tell me what I'm going to be doing anyway I mean whether it be mediumship or psychic but <laughs> and just for some of you viewers out there um, you know not every not every psychic is a medium, but every medium is a psychic. So there are some people that just do psychic work, and then there are some people who do both. So, and I know some mediums that only say they're a medium, so that's okay too. Yeah, <laughs> <are> um, yeah, 
And I also want to let my viewers know I do um, animal communication too. So I do animal co communication from the deceased loved ones uh, in the spirit world. There are our, our fur friends, and I also communicate with animals um, that are living. I love so, that. yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Can I love it. Fur talent because I try not to do that. So. What's that? I'm sorry. I not to do that. So I say that's a rare talent. <laughs> you know, I mean? you know it, it really is. It was, it was um, kind of a shock for me uh, about three or four, about three years ago when I had a cat come through from the other side for a client and the cat spoke for 60 minutes for the whole reading. And yeah. it, it was amazing. I, I was just blown away myself and that's how it all started. It just kind of developed, I guess. I love you know. that. Mm -hmm. Michael says, and Sherry both say, great show. They've loved it. This is often awesome. I love it. I um, really enjoyed it. So we're going to have to have you come back on again, Anthony. Um, I would love it. And I'm going to extend this to you too, Michael, because I know you're listening, um, and do reading shows. You know what I mean? Now that we have this forum that we can finally do that, you know, a little bit of discussion and then just offer that to uh, some people, you know, maybe need some psychic uh, guidance <laughs> yeah yeah i i have um some people can find me on my facebook um anthony miklajewski i'm also anthony miklajewski psychic medium on um, instagram and of course my website theashwellmedium.com um i do have um some events coming up on zoom um on my facebook so they can they can join in there but I would love to come back, uh, Diet. Please have me back. It's been an honor for you to have me on the show. We're definitely going to arrange that, you know, sometime later. And just because you have been such a joy. So thank you, thank you, thank you. you thank know? you. I'm going to go to a quick break here, everybody. And when we come back, I'm going to do your weekly um, reading. Okay? This is Jet Renee here on Schools Through Spirit. See you in a moment. Others say it. We prove it. We are controlling transmission. WLTK DB. Let's talk. Alternative Talk Radio. WLTKDB.com. Patreon is a place for creators. We're one of them. Visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash WLTKDB. Check out all the unique support tiers we offer. You can get early release episodes, station mugs and t-shirts, free station service work, and much more. Help the station reach its $1,000 per month goal to make our station totally ad-free. Patreon.com slash WLTKDB. We appreciate your support. Ever wanted to host your own radio show? If your answer is yes, then the time to act is now. WLTKDB Let's Talk is now accepting new programming more affordable than ever. You create the show idea and we'll take care of the rest. Not only do we create your program intro and provide broadcast training, but also syndicate you to popular outlets like Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. You get all of this starting at 100 bucks per month. Three packages to choose from and built to make your wallet happy. Contact us at WLTKDB.com with your show idea and let's bring your dream to life. 
All topics accepted, and you have full rights to your program. Contact us today and reserve your spot on WLTK-DB Let's Talk. What are you waiting for? Let's do this. WLTK, Let's Talk Digital Radio. Oh my God, I got all these decks. All these decks. I mean, seriously, I never do cardies unless for you guys. And these are just four. Just four. I don't know which one to pick this week, though. Literally, I usually grab for one, and they just kept coming and coming. So, um, no, I'm not going to do one of each. <laughs> I literally just heard do one from each, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, that would just be crazy. That would be seriously crazy. So, um, oh, what the heck? I got a few minutes. Let's do one from each. So, we are going to literally do one card from each four of these decks, okay? Um, which is going to be crazy. It's going to take a moment to do this. So, please know that I'm trying, okay? Um, so, we're going to do four. It's obviously pulling four cards, okay? Um, so it's kind of like pick a card from a deck. So basically, I want you to choose. We're not going to choose one through four. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Bless me. Okay, what we're going to do here is um, we are going to say pick your deck. Okay, pick your deck. So I'm going to do one, one from Lisa Williams' Intuitive Soul Oracle deck. One card from there. Okay. We are going to do one card from the Akashic Tarot deck. Got it. One card from the Divine Feminine deck. And one card from the Heart Tarot, the, the Psychic Tarot of Heart deck. Okay, let me, the Psychic Tarot from the Heart deck, John Holland's deck. So pick your deck. Lisa with the or intuitive oracle, the Akashic record, the divine feminine, or the psychic tarot from the heart, okay? So pick your deck. So we're going to change that up this week a little bit, okay? So first deck, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. We're going to get one card from it. And this is going to be literally your card for the week, ah, okay? So where are we finding you at with Lisa's deck, the intuitive soul oracle deck? Where are we finding you at? Um. Oh, my gosh. It's a feminine Andrews, female figure in your life, mother figure, okay? I look at this. It's really weird because when I look at this card, it is a feminine energy. It really is a feminine energy um, in, in, that, in that aspect of it, okay? But because when I see this card, I do see the moon. I see the moon up in the sky with the one's face in it. To me, it also represents that intuition, that intuition. So if you are... If you picked the, um, Lisa's Intuitive Soul Oracle deck, this tells me when you pick this card, you are looking into your intuition this week. It's time to start making note of it. Start Time to start paying attention up to it. See where you're going with it. See if your guides are talking to you. See what your gut tells you, things of that nature. It's starting to come. It's coming to fruition. Um, it's trying to tell you stuff, and it's really time for you to just pay attention and go that way, okay? So, let's go on to the Akashic, the Akashic Tarot deck, the Akashic Tarot. I don't know how, guys, when it comes time to take in your picture, this is going to be crazy this week. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So, let's go to the Akashic Tarot. 
And if you pick that card, we're going to cut here. Oh, my God. I love it. Sherry's happy I'm doing one from each deck. <laughs> I should have thought about this ahead of time. I might have been prepared. Okay. We have got Archangel Raphael. Archangel Raphael. Okay. Um, I love this. It just it lets me know that the angels are around with you. I wish I knew all my archangels. I really do. Um, I'm not that keen on them all. But Archangel Raphael, I'm going to tell you, with when I'm seeing the colors of the fuchsia and the green, it's telling me working with your heart. And it's telling me to uh, really start paying attention to that part of you. Because for myself, the greens and the, and the fuchsias is all about healing. It's heart energy. It's healing. Um, and it's coming from that center. So if you picked that card for myself, I don't think it's so much as the Archangel as it is that you're in a time of healing. It's time to start paying attention to your heart center. And it's time to literally start to heal that aspect of you or those aspects of you. Start paying attention to those. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. This gets confusing, guys. This gets really confusing. <sighs> I feel like I'm speed reading with decks. Um, let's do the Divine Feminine card. Oh, Sherry said that's a beautiful card. I love it. Okay, the Divine Feminine. She says, I, I feel very, oh, Sherry, she says she feels very emotional. Okay. So, the Divine Feminine card. This is Kuan Yin is the card that I picked for the from this deck. It's the Kuan Yin card. It's a compassion. And it's recognize the suffering in order to release it. Curious breeds and compassion. And I like even, look at this, guys. We're going to do all of them. We're going to talk about them all when we're done. But I'm, I'm seeing a pattern even pulling from different decks here. So if you picked um, the Divine Feminine card deck, really are looking at healing you know it's it's looking with compassion because that's what Kuan Yin was all about was compassion um and it said that you know what she refused to ascend completely because she wanted to be here for all those that were still here now it is to re recognizing that suffering that is within you and it's time to release it it's time to heal and let go um but doing it in a compassionate way don't be hard on yourself okay don't be hard on yourself or, or hard on other people you know healing itself is hard enough okay the last deck, the last deck, and this is John Holland's, the Psychic Tarot from the Heart, okay, the Psychic Tarot from the Heart, this is crazy, guys, I don't know if we're going to do this twice, this is crazy, maybe two decks, maybe not four, really, oh my god, okay, it just told me to grab a deck out of the drawer, oh my god, they're being, I don't know if they're being happy or cruel, or if somebody just needs it, what's going on, so, yeah, cut, Cut the deck here. Let's flip it. One more card. Release. Oh, oh my God. I'm seeing a pattern here, guys. But release. Release. I love this because when I look at this card, and it's just a man that feels as if, you know what, feels like he's about to go, you know, kind of pull his shard off softly. He's just letting go. He's like, all oh, that hurts him, that pain. The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. And he's just allowing that to flow freely from his body up into the universe to allow that to, to transform that energy. And it really is time to release, guys. If you picked this card, you're in a point where it's time to let go of that stuff. It's time just to release. So you know what? If you have fears, if you don't feel you're good enough, if you feel 
that uh, we're just pulling the first deck I find in the Oh my gosh, we, I don't think I've ever used these on here. Um, it's time for you just to let go. It's time for you just to let go, okay? Now, um, the last deck I'm going to pull from, and it's not even the deck I thought I would be from, um, pulling from. So I grabbed the first deck that they told me to grab, and I did, and it's the Enchanted Map deck, and that's with Clet Baron Reed. I don't think I've ever used this on here. I don't I barely ever opened this. So we are going to pull one last card from this one in case um, you went, I don't know which deck I want to pick. Apparently you're the one that I need to pick the extra deck from, okay? An extra card from a different deck. So let's see. God, this makes me nervous. Oh, my God. Um, listening. 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 I love this card. I love this card, especially now I understand where it comes to all of this. Because as we've been, you know, and I don't, I don't even think I have to, um, I don't know if I really have to talk a lot about what that card means when it says to listening. But when I put all of these cards together, because, you know, we, we picked them up individually. Um, just to say, again, if you pick the Intuitive Oracle deck by, by uh, Lisa Williams, it's a feminine card, which for myself was more about your intuition, paying attention to that. If you did the Akashic Tarot deck with Sharon Klinger and Susan or Sandra Taylor, it was Archangel Raphael and healing of that heart chakra. If you picked the Divine Feminine, the Quan Yin, the Goddess of Compassion card came up, which is really, you know, recognizing the suffering and that pain and releasing it. And if you pick John Holland's Heart Tarot deck, again, it's the release card, guys. Oh, my gosh. And the last card I picked from... The Enchanted Map of Clot Baron Reed is listening, okay? Now, when I look at all of these cards, even in the listening, it's not just, I don't think it's not so much as listening to what's outside of you. It's listening to what's in here, okay? And it's weird because when I look at all these cards and I put them all together, I'm thinking this is really a week for you guys to really pay attention to yourselves. What do you need? Look within here, guys. Look within. Allow this to flow. Uh, it, it's time to heal. It's time to release that pain. It's time to release that suffering. It's time for you to move on. How do you do it? And I, I think that's the reason why I was told to pick the last card. How do you do it? You listen. You listen. Okay? I know that doesn't make all sense. But sometimes when you just sit down and you listen, not just to what's outside of you, but what's in your mind, what's in your heart, what's in your body. You listen to this in here. It doesn't have to be a long process. It's just a process of listening to what you need. Okay? And then allowing yourself to let that go. Okay? So I'm going to take your quick picture of this just so that we all do this. So I can put this in the thing. Oh, my gosh. So many decks. So many cards. I feel like i got to move out of the picture. Oh my god, if you're all watching this, this is funny. Oh, wait. Oh my god. I'm like, the listen card disappeared, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm like crashing everything. I'm crashing everything here, guys. Just trying to get one picture for y'all. Um, so let's try it again. Do it from this angle. There we go. Got it. So with that being said, I think, you know what, I love it because even with them having me pulling cards from different decks, I still think you guys got some beautiful messages, beautiful cards. 
Um, God, that was, it was actually kind of fun. Different, but fun. Um, not something I would think I would do on a regular basis. Especially when I gotta put them all away. Gotta make sure I get them all back in the right boxes. You know? I'm glad you enjoyed this, Sherry. I, I hope, Sherry, that this is what you really needed for yourself with these with these cards today. Um, and listening to these cards. Um, I truly hope every week, every week that we do this, that it is what people made. Okay? So let's go on with a little bit from here. As I'm putting these cards away, um, as I'm putting these cards away, I want to talk a little bit about the show. As you've seen, we've had some changes. We've had some changes. We've been really going over some changes for a couple of months now. But I think, you know what, through all the changes, I think we might have found, found our way here. I'm liking the fact I like the stream yard. I think it's going to allow us to do a lot more things. Um, it'll be able to let me do the shows maybe in a way I want to do them. I'm a little bit more kind of like the next direction direction because I think it would be amazing to do some reading shows where, you know, people can come on and get a reading from, you know, a live psychic, a live medium and go that way. I think that's that's a way to go. Um, it does not mean that our shows are disappeared, though. OK, so don't feel that, you know what? Oh, my gosh, I can see my feet and everything. I'm going to have to, like, put pasties over my feet. I don't know in this picture because kind of wobble. Anyway, um, anyway, I, I think that it's really kind of time for, you know, this the, all these changes, it's going to help us go into a different direction, okay? Um, I want to tell you, before I talk about the station itself, um, I want to tell you, it, like I said in the very beginning, it's going to be easier to find this. If you like the podcast, if you're more of a podcast person, or if you found the show towards the tail end and you're like, oh my God, I missed something, I really wanted to see it. This is going to turn into a podcast like immediately, immediately after the show is done. The producer just gets on it. He gets things switched um, into a podcast form. Now, before you always had to go under Haunted Voices Radio or you had to go under WLTKDB to find this show. And you know what? That's not always easy because sometimes all you remember is maybe my name. Maybe you remember School Through Spirit, but maybe you don't remember everything else. Okay. Now, all you have to do is literally... You can Google, you know, School Through Spirit, or you can go into your favorite uh, podcast format, put in, you know, School Through Spirit. It's going to pop up, and you're going to be able to listen to it, okay, which is awesome. That's going to make it so much easier, okay, so much easier for so many people. Um, let's also talk about our formats, what our formats, our shows for the week, okay, I need to get to that page because you all know it's in the phone because I never memorized. You would think after a year I would be memorizing this, but no, not me. Um, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to read it as I always do. Uh, Monday mornings, myself, we have got School Through Spirit on at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Now, later on tonight, we have got the Paranormal and Cryptic Show at 8 p.m. And that is with Jay and Stacey Fountain, a show you really don't want to miss. Um, we have got after that tomorrow is the New Bridge Radio, and that's with Kevin Mackey. Um, that is at doo, 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 doo. I lost track. I'm having scroll moments. That's at seven p.m. Now Tuesday evenings also at eight p.m. with Haunted Voices Radio, which is always lots of fun. And at uh, ten p.m. we have Pete um, Orbea, and he is with Paranormal Pete. You really another amazing show. On Wednesday evenings, we have got the Good Shit Show, and that is on at 7 p.m., and that's with Missy 
Hart and Nicole Ford, two amazing ladies you don't want to miss. On to Thursday evenings, we have the After, Night, After Life Chronicles, 8 p.m., and that's with Nicole Strickland. Now, um, on Friday nights, we used to have two shows. We have one now. We have one show now. And I do believe it's Remember Me Radio. And if it's not, I'll be corrected later <laughs> and tell you different. But I do believe it's the Remember Me Radio with Tori Smith and Renee Rodriguez. Renee Rodriguez. Um, and they go, oh, wait, sorry. I'm so wrong. It's the Secrets Within show. I apologize. And that's with Renee Rodriguez and... Rod, I can't remember his name. It changed. Um, God help. Justine Rennie. Or just, just Rennie. Oh, it's just Rennie. Just Rennie. That's not a name. It just means just Rennie. So it's Rennie Rodriguez that's doing secrets with him. Um, sorry about all those changes, but a lot has changed with Friday nights. So, and as always, guys, you need to know. A few things happen. One, one. If you want your own show, you've got like days getting down to hours. Days are hours. Now, we have been talking. I've been talking to them blue in the face to let you know, boom, guys, we're almost done. We're almost done. So if you want the deal, if you want the deal of a lifetime to have your own radio show, it's uh, a heck of a lot less money than it was before. Um, you, have to, you have to sign up before the end of June. You have to sign up before June 30th. Contact our producers, my producers through WLTKDB, um, and it's going to it's going to take you to a form that you can fill out to say, "Hey, I want my show." Um, speak with them. Trust me. You know what? If I could create a show, anybody can create a show. Trust me. Your idea is a good one. Um, also through advertising, we have got a couple of things going on for advertising here. Okay, a couple of things. Now we do have a general advertisement. We do have a general advertisement. If you want to get in, if you want to advertise, again, we have specials on that that's going until the end of the year or until the end of the month. Um, tried to find it until the end of the month to where you can get a special deal, okay, a special deal. Um, that advertisement will run through every one of our shows, okay. Now, there is a special deal, and this is going to be for one lucky person, one lucky person. Who clicks on it first and goes to my producer Todd. So you are going to go to Todd and you're going to say Diet sent me. Okay, Diet sent me. And the first one to say this to Todd is going to get this deal. Okay. Now it is going to be we are going to be doing a mobile app. Okay. And we want one sponsor. One sponsor. Now that sponsorship is going to cost you a hundred dollars a month. Okay. But what are you going to get for that? You're going to get full audio advertising. Oh, advertising. <laughs> advertising. You're going to get a custom ad on our main website page and a custom ad inside the mobile app itself. You can't get that anywhere. Anywhere. So if you want that for advertising, trust me, $100 a month is cheap for that kind of advertising. Okay? Because as you see, we're getting bigger, we're going faster, we're going further out, and we're going to just continue to grow. So for $100 a month, for one person, one lucky person is going to go to Todd and say, Diet sent me. You're going to get, for $100, full station advertising, a custom ad on the main page of the website, and a custom ad on the 
add on the mobile page. Okay. So that's huge, guys. That's huge. Okay. Now, I do hate to tell you next week, we're not going to be here. But it's only for one week. Apparently, the producer would like a vacation. And, you know, other than the fact that we have no choice, we said, yes, you can have a vacation. So Monday the 5th through Friday the 9th, there will be no programming. We will be back, and we will be back with me starting that week, uh, July 12th. July 12th, I have Kevin Killen on with me. Um, I cannot wait to have him on. He's just another amazing story for you to listen to, to experience, and it's going to be awesome. Um, and we will be back here with StreamYard. Again, as you know, that is going to be on. Um, we are, That is going to be StreamYard. We're going through Facebook. We're going on to Twitch. And we're going on to YouTube. So you can find us so many places live, guys. So many places live. Plus, the station itself. We can never forget the station. Okay? Um, thank everybody for joining me. Thank you for, you know, having patience through this week's test series with us. Thank you for Sherry and Michael for coming in and your comments. Um, and your questions, and thank you, Anthony, for showing up with such an amazing story that you've shared with so many. I'll see you in two weeks here with Diet Renee on School Through Spirit with WLTK and Let's Talk Digital Radio.